welcome back to my second solo episode. You may have guessed from the title, maybe not, but I was in a car wreck recently and I had literally no idea what to do. So this episode might be a little boring, but I really thought someone should tell you what you need to do in a car crash. I mean, not every episode can be a banger, but this literally is. Slangly is not. So... I hope that it's potentially helpful if, God forbid, you ever get in a car crash. (laughs) Enjoy. Hello, hello. So, (laughs) I am so tired. I'm sorry if you can hear that in my voice, but I am on a kick before we get into the whole car wreck situation. I'm on a health kick because I have a bachelorette party in Mexico and I want to look hot and I want to feel confident because there's like, I'm one of 10 or something. Okay. So I just need to, you know, whatever. I'm going to these like hot girl Pilates classes once a week. I'm like, biking to work at least once a week. I walk a little like two mile walk to the train stop sometimes like once a week. And let me say, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't drink enough water. I'm hungry all the time. All I want is meat and bread, meat and cheese, really. And I just make these hot girl salads for myself for lunch and just end up eating roasted turkey sandwiches with bacon instead because that's what I want and because of this I don't know that I am going to change physically in any way I think I am (laughs) purely counterbalancing my worsening diet with my intensified active lifestyle so if you hear a bunch of yawning in this episode I guess that's your uh your little warning I don't know I don't know if y'all are even going to be able to tell that I sound tired but that's what's going on in my life I also started running again for those listeners who didn't know I've I had Achilles surgery last year on both of my Achilles fun fact and I finally feel like kind of pain-free almost a year later So I've kind of started running again. There's a lot of like once a week situations happening right now. And I just wonder if I'm supposed to be doing them more than once a week, but I just really don't want to. Anyway, okay, into the meat of the episode. About a month ago, (laughs) your girl got into a car crash, a car wreck, a car wreck. And okay, so it was actually pretty funny because I was coming home from work a little early. I was really stoked about it. I was jamming. I was taking the route that I take from work every single day. There's a part in my route home where all of a sudden with like 500 feet from take like exiting the highway, you have to choose an exit to go to. Like you take the exit to get off the highway and then that exit splits into two separate exits. And it's a very quick decision that you have to make. And if you don't know where you're going, everyone is going to simultaneously honk at you and flip you the bird, Okay. So it happens every time I go home, I'm like really careful when someone's in front of me because I know that they're going to be swerving if they're from out of town or if they're like visiting a friend on this side of town or whatever. But okay, this day couldn't have predicted no one's in my lane. Okay. 
somebody way up in the other lane that takes like the first exit off of the exit. Okay. <laughs> Mine's the second. So I'm in the correct lane. I'm going straight. I know what I'm doing. I'm a veteran. I live here. Okay. So someone in the other lane stops, slams on their brakes. Okay. Granted, this is an exit from the highway. Okay. We're all going like 45, 55 <laughs> miles an hour. And I guess the the woman behind the person who slammed on their brakes was like tailgating that person. So she swivels into my lane and I'm there. Okay. <laughs> it's my lane. I'm literally there and just ram into her back, the back of her, uh, of her car, but not like head on. I have a bit of time to like swerve and I almost hit the median, but luckily her car gets in the way and I hit her car instead. Anyway, my car gets totaled. But I didn't know that at the time. So this was my first car crash. Okay. And I'll put the pictures on my Patreon. Yes, I did set up a Patreon. You don't have to pay. It's completely free. Join it if you want. I don't care. The Instagram that I had was just a bit too much work to like upkeep. I <laughs> like the Instagram stories and stuff. I just like didn't really have the time. I might bring it back later, but right now I'm doing the Patreon thing because I also just think it's fun to kind of put like little bonus things in there, even though it's free. You can also like comment. I feel like it's less intimidating. So I have a Patreon. I'll put the photos <laughs> of my totaled car on there maybe. Back to the story. My car, the front right of my car is crunched okay so imagine just someone went in with like a bulldozer and just like scooped out a hole and then everything else kind of crunched because of the pressure so my light my like front right tail light is like in the middle of the the exit off the highway and this lady has like a full-sized van and so she has like a little ding in her back left the coolest part about this whole thing was that my phone immediately was like, hey, it looks like you were in a crash. Do you want to call 911? I was like, sure. I actually don't know what to do right now. So I call 911. <laughs> Talking to the 911 dispatcher, she's very rude. She has my location and yet asks which highway I'm on as if anybody knows directions in 2023. I was like, ma'am, I take this every day. I don't know what highway this is. Actually, it's funny because my coworker lives right by this highway and he always refers to it when talking about directions. And I'm 27. Okay, I don't know what's around me. I feel like that's 30 and above. I don't understand roads, highways. The system in the town that I live in is unmatched in its chaos. Okay, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I know I'm about two miles from home. That's all I know. Okay, I can't get on Google because I have very little battery left because I thought I was going home. So I was like, I think I'm on this highway. She was like, well, it says you're on this highway. I was like, then bitch, why'd we ask? Okay, you don't know what shape I'm in. I could be traumatized. And you're over here arguing with me about highways. Get me some help. I'm fine, by the way. I don't even, I don't really even have whiplash. The airbags didn't deploy nothing dramatic other than a very loud crunch. So I'm talking to this lady and she's like, okay, we'll get some people over to you soon. Is anyone hurt? And I said, I don't think so. <laughs> the lady from the, the car that I hit comes out and she talks to me. And I was like, hey, like, are you hurt? She only speaks Spanish. So my, I don't know, like seven words of Spanish. I was like, you bueno? And she was like, yeah. 
And I was like, dope. Uh, she did speak about the same amount of English. So we were, we were fine. We were communicating. It was like perfectly fine. Both of us were super nice as well. Like I wasn't, I don't know, in a crisis situation, I'm not the girl that panics. I'm also not the angry one. I just kind of neutral out. Uh, what can we do? You know what I mean? We're on the side of a highway. What are the next steps? It's not up to either of us. You know what I mean? We both pulled over. That's the, that's our job at that point. Everything else is probably up to somebody else. So I go over, turns out she's an Uber driver and there's a lady in the back of her van. And I was like, oh my gosh, I like open the door. Ladies over here screaming at me. I need your information. I need your name, your license. And I was like, I'm sorry, you need my name? <laughs> like, how are you involved with this? You just happen to be here. Cause I mean, I thought she would be like, I don't know, she would need the drivers, right? But like, why me? And she's like, yes, you immediately sassy, very, very mean, like a whole attitude. And I was like, dude, you need to chill out. I didn't say that, but I was like, okay. And I then I was like, are you hurt? Like, do you feel okay? Like genuinely. And she was like, I have whiplash. And I was like, all right, I don't know, but maybe I was just like not at a place to handle her because me and the driver were both calm. This woman is, she's stressed. So I go back to the driver, me and the driver are chilling. We're just both kind of like, well, it's crazy. And then I was, my heart was beating really fast. So I was telling her like, mi corazón es rápido. And she was like, bro, I know. We were both vibing. And I was like, the police are on their way. It's totally fine. And then I took a picture of her license and her insurance. She did the same. And then we were just chilling. So I left work early, meaning like 3.30, 4 p.m. Okay. And then the cop gets there. It's like 4.30. Okay. Like we're talking like, peak traffic now the cops like kicking my bumper and like my light out of the <laughs> exit like into the whatever the shoulder I guess he comes over and talks to us gets our story the woman is blaming the car that stopped in her lane which I know is a terrible idea for her to do but I don't want to pay for this so I just said what happened on my side which is she came into my lane. I was there. I didn't have time to do anything. I slammed on my brakes and turned the wheel. And yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do? The cop was like, okay, weird thing. They don't give you an incident report in the state that I'm in. So the cop was just kind of like, I'll hear your stories, but it's not like we get a police report. You get a piece of paper with both of your information on it. So I had her address, her name, uh, her insurance, all of that, all the stuff we'd already exchanged anyway. And she got the same thing. We have to, we had to like fill out like a police report ourselves and send it to the police station. It was very strange. It was like a multi-page police report that we had to fill out ourselves. I don't know. I just thought it was so weird. I guess maybe it's like a little less biased. I don't know, because the police doesn't really have opinions. But I don't know. It was really strange. It was fine, though. I don't know. It was a really easy piece of paper because I knew what happened. I was there. I don't know. It was mostly just stuff about, like, my car and the damage and if anyone was hurt. I actually did get to write down the passenger's name because it said, like, were there any witnesses or whatever. Anyway, now the police are here. The police call a tow truck for both of our cars. But again, it's peak traffic. I live in a state with a lot of small lane. There's <laughs> there's one way to get to where we are, and it's a very, very, very busy highway. It is the highway that everybody takes to get off of work. Okay? So we're sitting there waiting for probably, like, an hour. <laughs> And the lady who I hit, she, her like 
brother comes she goes home the passenger gets a different airbnb so it's just like me and like three cops just like hanging out <laughs> i don't luckily we were on the shoulder of a highway so it didn't feel as porny as it sounds but it was <laughs> just a really weird experience and i truly did not know what to do like i was just kind of like okay you're gonna tow my car and then i was kind of like i kind of clicked in and i was like tow it where like where's this going what do i do next okay And that's why I'm making this episode because your girl didn't know what to do. And I was just kind of like, who do you ask? Like, obviously I could have called my parents, but knowing my parents, they would want to be on the phone talking through the whole thing. And I just didn't have the battery power for that. Like the phone battery. So I was just sitting there talking to the police and I was like, Hey, uh, what usually happens next? Like if you were me, what would you be doing right now? And they're like, Oh, you just got to wait for the tow. Like you can't really do anything. And I was like, okay. And they're like, when you get home, you're going to want to call your insurance company. And I was like, okay, bet that's a, that's a move. That makes sense. That sounds adult. That sounds like things I need to do. That's what they're there for. Right. It's for this. So I like write it down, whatever, call the insurance company. And then I'm like, that sounds good. Sounds like a good next step. So then I ask, where's my car getting towed? Right. Cause I live like two miles down the street. I was like, kind of hoping that the place was close because without a car, like getting to the tow place would be expensive in itself. And I was also asking like who's paying for this tow (laughs) there were so many things where I was just kind of like I don't really know what (laughs) what is happening so I asked who's paying for the tow they say that's you I'm like I bet they're like but your insurance might cover it and I said cool where's it going and they said you have to ask the tow guy okay so until then I'm talking to these guys I learned both of the cops I'm with used to be prison guards crazy because one of them sweet as hell the other one He's, he seems like he's, uh, got some scars. Uh, I think he seems like he, if you know anything about the Stanford prison experiment, okay. I feel like he seems like he might've gotten a little, uh, happy with the power a couple times. You know what I mean? Like maybe he like let a baton swing every now and then, but he seemed nice enough. He just had like an attitude to him where I was like, I wouldn't want you to be my prison guard. I would want that other guy. He's very nice. He's very sweet. Uh, when he was like also planning to go on a trip to Austin and we were talking about it and it was like it was really wholesome and his buddy was just like I don't know I've seen things and I was like okay what fair I don't know <laughs> it was also he kept saying it's not a place you want to be and I was like no for sure and I'm not saying <laughs> prison's not bad I do think that I cannot comprehend how bad prison is but it was just kind of crazy on a Thursday after getting in a like my first pretty severe car wreck <laughs> this guy was just sitting here talk every time we talked to us about prison and I was just kind of like okay we were there for, and this sounds weird I feel like this sounds really bad but truly we were here for 45 minutes you have no idea and it wasn't anything specific because obviously they can't really say anything he was just kind of like prison's bad for 45 minutes and I was like I know I know like what I know people in prison stop bragging I don't it's just weird at this point it feels like a western and I don't know what my line is you know what I mean anyway so then (laughs) tow truck comes Johnny comes and I forgot his name he takes the other lady's car okay but I was like hey I live in the same direction that you're going it's like two miles down the street can I go with you he like talks to the cops the cops are like she lives here can you just get her closer 
and she'll she can get an Airbnb or I mean a <laughs> an Uber because right now we're on the like we're still like very much in an exit and it's like an overpass like it's like raised there's not like when I say there's a shoulder it's like a one of those emergencies kind of shoulders it's not a place where you can get picked up by an Uber so he was like yeah I can drop her off like closer to her house so I get in with Johnny and <laughs> he takes me to a gas station and I'm like hey, like, where are you taking my car? Like, where's my car going? And he was like, the tow yard. And I was like, where is that? Like, how much is that going to be? What are my options? And he was like, honestly, if you actually live like two miles away, like you should really just get it towed to your house. And I was like, can I do that? And he was like, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's do that. And he was like, it's like way cheaper. And I was like, let's do that. So then he calls like, dude, that's towing it to my house. And he's, or towing it to the yard, whatever. The dude's not answering. I'm like, okay. So then he like tows like the, I mean, he calls the, um like the dispatch people. And he's like, hey, can this guy, <laughs> he didn't say it like that. He's like, yo, uh, I'm here with the girl. She wants her car towed to her house. She lives here. Who's the John who's picking up her car? And then they were like, it's this guy, but we can't get a hold of him. And he was like, okay. And then he just kind of like gave me a card <laughs> to like call the people and told me to call my insurance. And then like, I got out of his car at this gas station. That was again, like, I'm still like a mile away from my house at this point. And there's a hill. Now it's like 5.30, 6 o'clock. It's like, it's like way, it's probably six. I'm sitting there for like 30 minutes, 30 more minutes. Cause you have to imagine like the tow truck, another one has to come took 45 minutes for the first one to get there and they didn't realize that they needed a second one. So they had to like basically order another one. So it takes 30, 45 minutes for the second one to come get my car. And that time I'm on the phone with my insurance telling her the whole rundown. She says, okay, you have two toes that are covered by your insurance. I know this is probably so boring, but I really didn't know what to do and I really want to help (laughs) Um, if you don't know what to do, she says you have two toes that are covered by your insurance. I say, great. One to my house, one to somewhere else. I fill out whatever it's called, like an incident report. And then I see my car go by and I'm at the gas station. I have to cross three lanes to get to my car. So the dude driving the tow truck doesn't see me. So I sprint up this hill because there's another light at the top of the hill. I sprint up the hill and I'm like, Hey, that's my car. And he's like, get on in. And so I get in. It's a red light. I get in and I was like, hi, thanks. <laughs> thanks for picking me up. And he's like, no worries. Yeah, damn. Like, you really got him good, huh? And I was like, it wasn't my fault. Anyway, very nice guy. And he was telling me all about being a tow truck driver. Did you know that they make like 85K a year? Crazy. Someone asked me the other day, like, what would you do if your kid didn't want to go to college? And I was like, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> 85k a year is nothing to sneeze at okay and he gets two plus weeks I think four weeks of vacation or something crazy which apparently is more than I get he also gets like overtime like guaranteed like an entire day of the week it's a really nice job same with like people who pick up trash the guys that drive the trash truck and the guys that hop off the trash truck get paid bank they get paid like 85 too or more depending on the area and like experience and all that mailman if you're in that system for a while you get paid bank and you get a pension if you're in for 40 years is it 40 years or 20 i don't know a long time so i'm like you know what i think there's some bomb ass jobs out there if you you know don't want to go to college fucking don't i don't know 
You got a great job. Anyway, that was a tangent, but <laughs> I just feel like in the city that I'm in, a lot of people are very, very into degrees and like collecting paper and like where they worked and whatever their experience like their pedigree essentially like what their parents do and stuff I don't know I'm very over it so anyway so he drops me off great guy so I went into my house and I just kind of sat down and I started eating dinner and then I called my parents because I was like eh, y'all are gonna want to know and so I called them and they were like yeah just call your insurance and I said yeah I did that and they were like hey eh, you're good and then my dad was like telling me all the like ifs and buts and I was like yeah, I'm good honestly I'm just gonna wait and see what happens because so the next part that happens I called my insurance company made an appointment essentially for them to come pick up my car and bring it to like a shop that they cover I guess so that, like insurances work with different repair shops to like in collision repair shops to like fix your car and then like an auditor will come to that shop, look at your car get, and make some kind of estimate on the damage. Because if the damage is 60% or more of your car's worth, they're just going to scrap it, say it's a total loss and give you the money your car is worth. So I'm chilling. I make an appointment the next week because I didn't realize that you have to make this appointment yourself. So I call my insurance again and I get them to take my car. They tow my car. They tow my car to the collision repair place. And then this dude comes and it's like an auditor or whatever. They have they also schedule the auditor, but you have to tell them to do all of this. I don't know. Maybe you don't, but I had to. <laughs> I don't know if it was just, I also talked to a different person every time I called. And that was really, really frustrating. I wish there was like one support person assigned to my claim, but I can imagine that it's just like, maybe not that many people. I don't know. But there's one auditor assigned to your claim. So that auditor like reached out to me and was like, hey, like, just let you know, I'm going to like audit your car. And I was like, okay. And then he called, he like calls me and he's like, yeah, so your car's a loss. <laughs> so now it's been like, I don't know, one and a half weeks since the accident. And he calls me and he's like, your car is a total loss. Like the damage is way too much. Because you, you have to imagine like it hit three major parts of the car, like the hood, the bumper and the side of my car as well as something was hanging down near the tire so it was real bad it was in real bad shape and you can see under the hood because the hood was crumpled so something in there might have gotten messed up I don't know but <laughs> the damage was over six thousand dollars to fix and they deemed my car worth like 9200 so they were like yeah we're gonna just give you a check and I was like okay Next, I owned my car, so I had the title. It was paid off. It was actually really annoying because I paid it off like less than a year ago. Anyway, I had the title. I had everything. And then like a, a week later, I went to get all my stuff from my car because they were like, we're going to take your car. Like, you need to get your stuff out of it. And I was like, okay. And I also had to like verbally release it. So I had to go to the place and say like, yeah, they can take my car got all my shit out of my car which is a ton of shit because I really use that I tend to have emergency shit everywhere <laughs> I like if I were stranded with my car I would be fine for a couple days like I would have food some kind of drink a change of clothes probably some hiking poles at the time uh a soccer ball 
and some sunglasses. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in there. A deodorant is in there. Some jelly beans in case I'm hangry. You know what I mean? Like my car is an accessory. It's a purse essentially. It's a large satchel, and I use it to accrue little things I may need on journeys. So I had a lot of stuff in there, and then I have to send my title. Okay. The way that they do this is crazy. They send you a label, okay? You have to print it out. It's a FedEx label. You print it out, or actually the first one was a UPS. So I go to a UPS store. The only one I have next to me is like pretty sketch. But anyway, it's the only one I have. So I go, send my title in a manila envelope across the state that I'm currently in with nothing but a piece of tape and a prayer. Because UPS, fun fact, doesn't do tracking. So I'm sending essentially 92K, 90, oh, I wish, 9,200 in the mail, okay? I don't know how many of you still mail things, but my cousin tries to mail me stuff at least twice a year, okay? Yeah, she's very nice. I love her. Anyway, <laughs> she tries to mail me things at least twice a year, and at least one of those times, it is lost, okay? She lives in a state that is very, very close to me. It's like a nine or 11 hour drive, okay? It's not that far. And yet shit gets lost all the time. Yeah, so whatever. I send it in the mail and I'm just kind of like, well, fuck it. I don't know. There's not another option. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of my approach to this whole thing is just don't stress over anything you can't change. You know what I mean? Just got a message from the dude today saying, hey, we have all the necessary paperwork. I'm initiating the payment now. And I he sends us a text and I text him back and I'm like, how's it being initiated? <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, oh, how's it being initiated? Like, where's it being sent to? No reply. Then I get an email and it's like, hey, we have your payment. How do you want it done? And I was like, okay, fair enough. But before that, I was like, cool. Where's it going though? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, I hope that, kind of helps anybody that ever gets in a car wreck and has listened to this the steps are call the police call insurance get your car to a collision repair and then you know xyz then it depends on how everything goes but this just ruled in my favor because it wasn't my fault it was deemed not by fault by everyone and so it was a pretty cut and dry case because i think the woman kind of signed her own uh, insurance certificate, I guess, with her story, which was not a very good one. Because if you've taken driver's ed, you know, like you're supposed to do two car lengths or whatever, two seconds, whatever your instructor said. But yeah, so hopefully this helps somebody. I really think I didn't really learn anything from this except how to participate in a car crash, how to be an active participant, I should say, because the woman in the back seat participated, I suppose. I don't know that I have many thoughts on it, though, to be fair. I really thought this was going to be funnier, but honestly, it wasn't even that funny of a situation. It was very boring. As far as car crashes go, like, it was not that entertaining. <laughs> but the only thing was, like, I was just kind of like, who's supposed to tell you? Like, they don't write this anywhere. Who's supposed to tell you this? Like, was I just supposed to wait for someone five weeks later to, like, organize a tow to get the car from my house to the collision repair? Surely not, right? Because that costs the insurance company money. Thanks for listening. I hope this helps somebody out. Remember, police, insurance, tow. <laughs> Don't forget the tow. <laughs>
yeah and also don't stress I don't know it wasn't a very stressful situation honestly I think everybody that I talked to was really flipping out and I was kind of like why I don't know I like even everybody was like you're so calm and I was like what am I supposed to do I don't know like what are the options well I'm just gonna sit here and cry no I'm fucking hungry I've been sitting there for three hours now I'm gonna eat I'm gonna watch tv oh I will say though it was a bummer I had these I went to sweet green that day for lunch and I had these potatoes and they're uh what is it cilantro ranch dressing and it spilled in the front passenger seat not the ranch but like the potatoes spilled everywhere and like I don't know if you understood when I was describing the state of my car but it's not clean necessarily like I don't vacuum it very often and uh yeah, so I didn't really want to eat those potatoes after they went on the floor. There's like sand and dirt and shit down there. So that was a bummer. And I mean, it it does freaking suck not having a car. The public transportation in the city that I'm in is actually shocking. And the like literally shocking. And, and, and yeah, now I'm just late to work every day, but it's fine. It's it's really making me feel more like a local, I suppose. And it's helping, again, circle back to the whole fitness thing. It's really helping me get my steps in because let me tell you, before, I think my average steps a day was probably like 3K. Really easy to not move when you're like, my actual nine to five is a desk job where I'm on the computer all day. And I have to say, it's so easy to just not move while working that job. And so I'm like, a little blessing in disguise I think gonna put the little monies in my high yield savings account let that accrue for a few months while interest rates are sky freaking high and then maybe get a another little used car next spring we'll see so pros and cons I mean great for my health terrible oh my gosh for grocery shopping let me tell you I don't know how many people live in a city without a car and go grocery shopping in the United States, because in Europe, it's very, very possible to do. It's very easy. Grocery shops are everywhere, but in the United States, they are not everywhere. And you buy in bulk the way that Americans live, the way our fridges are and our lifestyles are set up. You go to the grocery store once a week, twice a week, and you get a ton of shit for the week. And then you cook it throughout the week. And then you restock again. That's how our society runs. It is a pivotal thing that not a lot of people pay attention to. And not having a car makes that very difficult because boy, are you limited on things that you get. So now it's Thursday when I'm recording this and I just had a can of black beans, some red onion, some cucumber, and some kind of sauce that I threw together for dinner. And like four frozen yakimandu, like the hot stickers I like microwave those like the ones from Trader Joe's and then uh some leftover chipotle tortilla chips so you know health wellness she's basically Gwyneth Paltrow uh yeah it's really hard to have food anyway that's it for today guys sorry this wasn't maybe the most exciting I am super, super, super excited about the last couple episodes of the season, though. I have to say they are bangers. This is the last solo episode, I believe, depending on how things go. Um, But we're already starting the lineup for season two. So 
come back in a couple weeks. It's going to be good stuff. If the Patreon is up, the link will be in the description. Actually, it might be in the description even if it's not up. If you get there and it looks like shit, uh, come back in a couple weeks. <laughs>